When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that's serving piping hot tea. I'm, I'm so sorry it's so hot. I don't know why we serve it this warm. It's burned <laughs> several people. It tastes, del- it's a honey lavender. It's delicious, but I don't know why it's so hot. Uh, we we've gotten several lawsuits uh yeah. please blow on it a little bit before enjoying let me go get you a book scotty you had me at blowing i'm mike johnson <laughs> that was so far into <laughs> i'm kyle Getz. we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality and today today i'm surprised you didn't say earl gray just in honor of picard starting and and all of the star trekness that's happening in the world right now What's Earl Grey have it's, to do? Oh, Grey is the is that the one of the LGBT cast members? Grey. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, the uh, the 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 um the 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 trans boyfriend ghost robot. Uh-huh. Is, yes, is, yes, is I actually Grey. know all, the, all that. Is that what you meant by Earl Grey? No, Earl. Oh. Captain Picard drinks Earl Grey tea. It's fine. Why the fuck would I know that? That's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> today, let's revisit. Um, we've never revisited a topic immediately the week after this is star wars 2 everybody star trek 2 fuck yeah, great boy we're no we're not talking about any of this we're, we're talking, talking about, about no. we're talking your mom we're talking about arrests we're talking about arrests yeah. uh your mom this week uh, we decide or this month uh submitted three topics that the uh patreon gap bridgers voted between and yeah. i was very happy that arrests won in the tiebreaker vote which luckily we didn't need stretch marks was the winner so i'm yeah. so glad we're talking about arrests instead of stretch marks i don't know what y'all were thinking yeah <laughs> or what there's sometimes where i'm so intrigued by these votes where i'm like man you picked this and you wanted something right. from us yeah. and i'm glad that i didn't have to figure out what that was and try to deliver on it i'm guessing it's masochism or sadism mm. i think I, I think i think it's like let's see them make a topic out of this oh, shit oh right? like, that's funny good okay fucking luck i would right? i would i would be that person too like <laughs> you offer this option boop boop yeah. good luck it's marmalade bitches <laughs> fucking come up with some gay ass shit about that and then we do and then yeah but arrests is a I think a distinctly queer topic that I, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. But we're not doing that yet. And happy birthday to mom. Oh, happy birthday. It's this month. It's later in the month. Oh, we, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But first. But first, uh, our tour. Oh, yeah. The tour dates. Great. Uh, we are going on a Pacific Northwest tour. We have three live shows. I'm informally calling it our Pacific Northwest tour. Pacific Northwest tour. It, buy the t-shirts, Kyle. <laughs> order them now yeah. <laughs> uh we are doing three live shows in a row right here in our backyard first up at the tree fort music festival in boise idaho we will be uh performing from 4 to 6 p.m mountain time on march 26th saturday march 26th it is free you do not need tickets to the festival itself in order to see us the podcast part is outside then the very next weekend after that on sunday april 3rd at Hop Capital Brewery in Portland, Oregon. We will be having our fifth anniversary birthday extravaganza party fest and premiering our Kiwi Mango Blonde Ale that we are making in, in cooperation with Hop Capital Brewery slash they're doing all of the work. We just get to put our label on it. Uh, that is at 
1 p.m. Pacific time there in Portland, Oregon. And then the very next weekend, we are wrapping up our live show tour with a show at the Hula Hula right here in Capitol Hill of Seattle, Washington. That's Sunday, April the 10th at 2 p.m. Pacific. Come to any and all of those, you motherfuckers. Yeah, gayishpodcast.com slash live if you want all the deets. And hopefully we'll see you all there because if... You know, we're we're trying this out and seeing if we should do more live shows. So, you know, if people attend and enjoy it, then we will keep doing it. And if not, then yeah, if nobody shows up, we're just going to be sad and cry and probably quit the show. So, yeah, if you don't come. Boy, the stakes are high <laughs> for you all. Uh, Yeah. Great. Now the news. Now the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 Something about this episode, Kyle. What? I have like 40 tabs open. Uh-oh. In my browser. Do you, have you thought about organizing your tabs into like, I don't know, one file or document that helps you kind of not have to click around all through the episode and, and really organize your thoughts? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, news the first. Texas Civil District Court Judge Amy Clark Meacham has issued a temporary restraining order to prevent the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services from investigating the plaintiffs in a lawsuit by the American Civil Liberties Union, Lambda Legal, and the American Civil Liberties Union of Texas. So this is an update on an ongoing story. Texas is being dickbag fuckfaces about it, thanks to Governor Abbott. And uh, they, like, it was not just an exercise in theory. They actually planned on investigating trans-affirming treatment as child abuse. And... uh, Uh, In the lawsuit, the plaintiffs uh, include an employee of DFPS with a trans child, her husband, and the teen herself, all of whom are remaining anonymous. But they say that an investigator from the state came to the family's house, demanded medical records. The family refused to turn those over. And um, the, uh, the teen psychologist, Megan Mooney, is also a plaintiff in the case, who is under investigation for providing trans affirming care to this girl. Um, Yeah, but so, so... The um the court has said, nah, nah, fam, you can't do that. In her order, Judge Meacham wrote that the plaintiffs would suffer irreparable injury unless the investigations are stopped immediately. Uh, she issued another hearing on March 11th to decide if a broader injunction against the investigations, plural, is necessary just beyond the suit's plaintiffs. So this ruling stops this particular investigation mm. she's planning and ruling next week on whether all investigations need to stop oh wow statewide and uh yeah lambda legal senior counsel paul castillo said quote we are relieved that at least for now the threat of a child abuse investigation is no longer hanging over the heads of the family members in this case it is unconscionable for dfps to still pursue any investigation or inflict more trauma and harm we look forward to continuing the fight for all texas families yeah it's already harmful to state that your gender identity is not valid and we will investigate this life-saving treatment as as damage for some reason. Yeah. Um, but then to have a actual tangible example of it happening says that this is not a generalized threat while still home for like, this is a real thing. So someone could knock on your door. Like they are just, it's, it's, they are fucking people. Even if it stops right now, best case scenario happened and it stopped now you have now just fucked up so many kids yep. by like what you've done. It's, it's gross. It's like, it's yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's good to see 
that this very high-profile example of a state trying some fuckitude is shut down because there are other examples like bathroom bills of that not happening, mm. and then the snowball gets bigger and an assload of states try it. Um, wow, you just said snowball and assloads, and I wasn't <laughs> turned on at all. What's happened to me, Mike? I know. Who this are is you? too sober of an issue for me to even be turned on by those words. Because you're sober. That's true. You're I crack into that rose here yeah. in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right now. I am drinking some uh, gayish coffee. Not we didn't make coffee and beer, just beer. We uh, who did we get coffee from? Do you Proxy. Proxy. So we're we're drinking that. But yeah. Um. News the second. Yeah, we will continue to follow this story. I'm I'm interested to see what happens with this family and with the the whole trans kids child abuse thing in Texas. Yeah, we've got some huge cases that like this in Florida between this and Florida. Like, uh, don't say gay. Gail. Gail. Force. Oh my my aunt Gail. Okay. Uh, News the second. Yeah. Great. So so. In the state of Utah, a transgender exclusionary sports bill was passed by legislators on Friday. It was a bill to set up commission to determine trans students' athletes' eligibility to compete under their gender identity. What level of what level is this? Did you say high school? Anything like public schools, K through twelve. K through twelve. Damn. The language says, quote, no student of the male sex determined by an individual's genetics and anatomy at birth can participate in girls' interscholastic sports in public schools. So specifically targeting trans girls, because uh, like, that's what everybody thinks is yeah. that like it's it's dudes that are going in with all of their juiced up testosterone, like yeah. ruining girls' sports experiences, yeah. Yeah, cis yeah. girls' sports yeah. experiences. Um, anyway, guess what the what Utah's Republican governor did? Ooh, something good. He vowed to veto it. Oh, something good, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, have I just not been making wild guesses? <laughs> like, could, if I just guessed better outcomes of news stories, would that fix it? It might. Wow. Right. Coming soon to Gayish. The answer to everything. It's forty-two. Three. What was the answer to everything? Forty-three. 42. 42. 43 is my age. Um, <laughs> okay, so so this Republican governor of fucking Utah says a bunch of amazing shit. Um, huh. he, he's, he said, uh, there have been no public complaints about trans athletes competing in Utah, and this whole idea of a complete ban, weed, meaning he and the legislature, we'd never talked about it. It was never debated. It just came up at the very last minute. We care deeply about Utah's female athletes and our LGBTQ plus community. To those hurting tonight, it's going to be okay. We're going to help you get through this. Please reach out if you need help. Safe Utah is free and provides immediate and confidential counseling. Um, when legislators were considering a ban last year, he said, quote, These kids are just trying to stay alive. There's a reason none of them are playing sports. And so I think there's... a I just think there's a better way, and I hope there will be enough grace in our state to find a better solution. I don't understand all of this. I don't, but I'm trying to understand more. I'm trying to listen and learn, and again, trying to help kids figure out who they are and keep them alive. I'm getting chills. Like, that. that's a great response from anyone. Like, that's, that's the response you need, and yep. much less, wow. Much less a Republican yeah. from Utah. 
Um, speaking to the Salt Lake City Tribune on Friday, he said, quote, anyone that's interacted with the transgender community understands how amazing they are and how difficult it can be for them. I don't want to make things harder for them than they have to be. Anyway, apparently at least one Republican is a semi-decent human being, Kyle. Wow. Few and far between, but we found them. Yeah. I think something that I've been thinking about, like, I think with uh with gay shit you know everyone's like it's not a choice that's an important narrative to to remind people that that no one chooses this and also a lot of times i'm like so fucking what if someone chose this like i i'm that should not be the crux of why it's okay you should just let people do whatever they want so in that same kind of idea or vein i feel like with the trans sports things like people are worried that trans women are or girls are going to swoop in to girls sports and win everything when you're talking k through 12 okay let's say they do so fucking what the right. game the yeah, idea yeah, yeah. of k through 12 like this is not to win millions of dollars or get contracts or like this is you know kids do activities to learn team building and learn how to work hard and work on goals and be determined and have a passion and like they're not going in and just beating everything because that's not how it works. And also, like, so fucking what? Yeah. Just like they're they're playing kids' sports. Yeah. Like just. Yeah. Although, parents are crazy. Parents parents be crazy. That is very true. <laughs> like, yeah, you see, like even aside from trans things, like you see those signs that are like, "These are kids." Like the refs are volunteers. Yeah. Like yeah. you will be fine. Don't yell at anyone. Like yeah, parents are already fucking nuts. Where I thought you might be going with that oh. was um in particular when it comes to kids it matters if it's a choice or not because kids aren't allowed to make their own choices mm. because because they're not adults so if the narrative that it is a choice takes hold then you're saying by god these minors i will make them make mm. a different choice right, 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 right instead right. of posturing it as something that's outside their control that's very true i just brought that up at more of a like there's a there's a basic argument that people make that is important and i i get that but also like sometimes it's like so fucking what yeah it's, yeah for sure same theory but yes you're yeah. very right it is important that it is not a choice and like that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. good 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 little cur- clarification there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids aren't like choosing their gender and then like their their favorite Pokemon like yeah. in the same breath. It's yeah, not yeah, capricious yeah. by yeah, any yeah. means. News. I mean, a little bit. Like, so what if they? I don't know. It, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you just saved me getting five emails. So yeah, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> uh, news the last. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how I feel about this whole oh. thing. So, according to reports, Russia has detained. International basketball star and known lesbian Brittany Griner. <laughs> known lesbian. <laughs> I didn't know she was a lesbian. I mean, I saw WNBA, and there's a part of my mind that's like odds are greater than fifty fifty. But yeah. you know, yeah. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The Russian Federal Customs Service announced that it had detained American basketball player Brittany Griner, and she is a seven-time WNBA All Star. Has won two Olympic gold medals. Damn. And according to the Customs Service in Russia, she was detained after vape cartridges with hashish oil were allegedly found in her luggage. It's expected that she's been in custody for several days. The athlete last posted on Instagram on February 5th and could have been under detention for weeks. Angel McCoutry, a fellow basketball player and Olympic gold medalist, wrote in an Instagram comment, quote, my homie has been there for three weeks. Free her. 
Wow. Uh, under Russian drug laws, she could face up to five to ten years in prison for the charges and is reportedly still conducting an investigation to charge her with smuggling drugs. Now, she plays for the Phoenix Mercury. Why is she in Russia? Uh, is part of the part of the the thing here. Apparently, she also plays for UMMC Yekaterinburg, uh, which is uh, a yes. Russian team, famous team Yekaterinburg. Yekaterinburg. I, yeah. They're, yeah, I have their flags up in my wall because I like them. What do they do? Well, apparently, the that? WNBA doesn't pay well enough for people to oh. fucking live on it, so they go and they play basketball in North Korea and yeah, Russia, yeah, so yeah, that they yeah. can like actually carve out a living. Yeah, pay female athletes, you dick bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and this is all amid players, all all Americans, all all non Russians, trying to leave Russia because yeah. of the Ukraine invasion, and uh, and and of course, also people are concerned that given Russia's current anti LGBTQ laws, that she might not get a fair shake. Yeah. in all of this, uh, being detained, regardless of the reason, and then you have the added implicit, or I mean, in Russia's case, sometimes implicit, like crime of being gay. Like yeah. you're, that's like now you're in custody, and now it's uh, like opens you up to. Uh, that's scary. That's very scary to be arrested in Russia for any reason. Yep, absolutely. Russian gulag, not a place you want to be. Um, she is married. To they, sh- did you know that they took all Russian gulags off the shelves? <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like like some kind of mead poured, or like poured them out in the street yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just that makes it yeah that sounds like a drink or something yeah speaking okay. of which yeah yeah let's let's hear that rose go gulag 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 kyle was arrested later today <laughs> for drunk and disorderly behavior okay Great. um yeah her wife is sherelle griner and i wish that they would have gotten uh, like I want to know how she how is she doing? Mm, like, God, that... y- your wife is in Russian prison for drug trafficking. How do you feel? <laughs> God, Joe Biden, fix it, fix it, Biden. <laughs> That's the news. Um. Well, speaking of people who are fixing it every day with their money, I want to thank the th- following Patreon members: Jared. He's back. We've had uh, we've had a Jared before, or or, or another Jared. Oh. Or he left and came back. We don't know. Instead of the subway guy, this is probably the diamond guy. Oh, that's... I Well, that's probably better. But then again, everyone is problematic these days, so he, maybe... He went to Jared. Just Jared. Uh, <laughs> thank you to the Plant Daddy podcast. Uh, thanks, Plant Daddies. Yeah, they're giving us money. Yeah. Do we have to have them back on the show now? <laughs> well, we've never had them on the show. We were on theirs. So oh, okay. They can be on the show. Yeah. I, I was... I came so close to almost buying a plant when we were at my future, my gayest location yeah. of the week, uh, Home Depot. And then I was like, nope, too much work. Can't do it. Anyway, thank you, Plant Daddy. Uh, and Isaac Ammonia. Uh, um, Amon. I'm sorry. I don't know how else to say it. It's not spelled like that, but it's, it sounds like that when I say Isaac it. Isaac Ammonia? Ammonia. Yeah. I mean, I keep saying it as if it's like, because it, it doesn't look, but then I keep. Amonia? Ammonia. Yeah. Um, Isaac Amonia. Mm. <laughs> uh, thank you for your money. Uh, at the entry level, you get episodes a day early, ad-free listening, and other tiers include bonus audio, bonus video, uh, shirts, uh, being able to vote on episode topics, which is why we're talking about this right now. So join at gay... Nope. Join at patreon.com slash gayish podcast. Ta-da! <laughs> Do you want to talk about arrests? Let's talk about arrests, Kyle.
God, so glad. Still so glad we're not talking about stretch marks. Thank you, Ma Johnson, for suggesting all of these topics, except except the stretch marks. <laughs> I don't know what I've done. <laughs> I, I, I so hung up on, like, in another universe, we are talking about stretch marks, and I'm going, ooh. Um, My ex has stretch marks. I thought, like, they look I have great. some. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. They make you, like, I feel like that could be, a, like, a source of people making you feel bad about shit. Does, do you? Yeah, have any fine. feelings about it? Oh, they, I just bang in the dark. It's fine. <laughs> there was our episode. <laughs> there we go. We got we got the stretch marks episode done in like a minute. Um, arrests. Arrests. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's not a feel good topic, but we can make it feel good. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> we'll make you feel good about this. Fucking slide some handcuffs on you. Make it feel good. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to go first? Cop porn is so problematic. Yeah, sure, I'll go first. I was going to talk to you about the history of arrests, but that's not really a thing. (laughs) Um, So some interesting things that I have discovered. Sort of going on the arrest train, the history train, there were the Assyrians. The ancient Assyrians had laws against homosexual relations. So we've been formally criminalizing gay stuff since at at least 1450 BCE. Wow. I didn't know even the word Assyrian. What? It's, that's not the, Assyria. That's not a person from Syria, I take it. Putting the ass in Assyrian? <laughs> um, they're, they're like Sumerians or Babylonians. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And anyway, it's been often on throughout history, like butt stuff has been like mm-hmm. not chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when you start looking at, it's impossible to answer questions like who was the first person to get arrested for butt sex? Because like, we just don't know that's been lost to time there. That's the one thing. If we could find out from history, that's the one missing piece of the puzzle, <laughs> right? Like the missing bone for like evolution. Like if we only knew that we could connect all the dots in history. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I mean, what, what, what percentage of the universe would be better if we just knew more about that stuff? If we like, knew, you know, <laughs> hundred, all of it, everything that would be peace on earth. If we knew more about that stuff. So, in the United States, the first known sodomy trial was conducted in 1646. So, mm. in in this in this country alone, it's been like what 300 and, <laughs> 370 years or something. So, so like since we've existed, we've criminalized butt stuff. Exactly, that's exactly right. So, what I wanted to talk about though is all of the examples of mass arrests happening or that mass- have happened. Is it because there was mass butt stuff going on? Putting the ass in mass. Yeah. <laughs> um, sort of. In, in some cases. Okay. Because there's, there's, two, there's, two, like, there's two measures of like, what, it, what a mass arrest means that we have to talk about. I guess I can talk about that now. Like, there are some places we'll call a mass arrest, like some studies or articles or, or, or whatever. We'll, we'll talk about mass arrests as like an ongoing government program, mm-hmm. right? So like if you announce like we're going to stop the sodomites and then over the next year you imprison 300 people, that's a mass arrest even though it was 300 individual yeah. ones. But then there's also like big butt stuff conventions that get like everybody gets rounded up at the same time. And... God, everyone send me your links to butt stuff conventions. I, I would love that. I would w- love would to not. attend. I, just, I don't know. I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't. Eh, maybe. I don't know. 
I mean, I just, I just, I'm certain that there are listeners that would send you their extra ticket. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, their extra ticket. So I'll go into the mass arrests throughout history in just a little bit. But first, in, uh, in 2016, Reuters published an article that says lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transsexual individuals are disproportionately arrested. Hmm incarcerated, mistreated, and sexually victimized in U.S. jails and prisons. So, so apparently, this is so crazy. Okay, so lesbians and bisexual women make up eight times the percentage of U.S. women overall who identify as lesbian or bisexual. Wow. So the rates of incarceration for lesbian, gay, and bisexual people were, were 1,800 per 100,000 which is more than three times the already high incarceration rate of 600 per 100,000. So about three times as likely. Okay, there we go. That's the... <laughs> just waiting to get... The, okay, they are three times more likely than non-LGBT women to be incarcerated. That, that's right. Okay. That, that's right. So, yeah, like like three and a half percent of the population is uh, uh, identifies as lesbian or bisexual, but in prison, it's like almost 10%. Mm. I mean, okay, the, the automatic question that I think a lot of people would have is situational. We've talked about situational homosexuality, yeah. uh, which is a real thing. Uh, like, I, is, is that part of it? Is it, you know, police talking? Why is that, Mike? I'm hoping that leads into more. Yeah, so um, uh, the Dr. Meyer, Ilan Island, Ilan Island. Ilan Meyer, the Williams Distinguished Senior Scholar for Public Policy at the University of California, Los Angeles School of Law, wrote uh, most of this stuff and said, quote, importantly, the data distinguishes between sexual orientation, sexual identity, and sexual behavior. Mm. Not everyone who has had a same-sex experience identifies as gay. Yeah. And we were able to look at several measures. Interesting. So That's nice that we're getting to the point where you can break that down because like, I feel like 10 years ago, people wouldn't even know there's a difference or think to ask those questions. Yep. Yep. And uh, the, the, the burning question is, how did such a high percentage of LGB men and women end up incarcerated? Where is the root of this? What's your guess? Do you have a guess? Like, why is this true? Uh, I would guess that just a, a generally more unfairly targeted, like you see uh, someone that looks kind of queer, you'll be more like, just, just like black people will, are more likely to be arrested for name a crime <laughs> for any given reason. I would assume that they'll be unfairly targeted by the police. The prevailing theory is that cops and judges think we're gross mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and treat us differently than everybody else. And indeed, analogs to people of color have also been made. But yeah, yeah, uh, we need to understand whether there are biases ingrained in our court system that lead to sexual minorities being handled in a different way. With race, this is nothing new. And now we're seeing it is also true for the sexual minority population. Anyway, it's just it's super interesting to me that mm -hmm. like like as a queer person, you are more likely a lot more likely to be arrested mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and and subsequently incarcerated. Um, okay. Moving on. Okay. We talked before about Operation Soap. I'm trying to remember what ep what episode it was. it was. Maybe the episode about Canada. We did a whole episode on Canada. That's all they deserved was one. Mm -hmm. And we talked about Operation Soap. <laughs> but that, that was where they rounded up 280-something men all at uh, four gay saunas in Toronto in 1981. And Oh, yeah. I remember. 
Oh, well, okay. If you don't remember, great. Here we go. So on February 5th, 1981, Toronto had Operation Soap, which was a which was several raids on bathhouses. And uh, more than 200 police officers went to four bathhouses and arrested 289 gay men. And a lot of people call it uh, Canada's Stonewall because it sparked a bunch of protests against police brutality and the rights of gay people. And and then we fixed it and now everything's fine. I mean, I think Canada fixed it. <laughs> they did a better job at fixing it than Stonewall, for sure, for sure, for sure. But yeah, that's... Uh, that's that's one example of like a big old like roundup in one in one mass arrest yeah. right one sitting if you will <laughs> great great um but you don't actually have to look back very far to come up with a whole bunch of other examples like i don't want to allow cookies who wants to allow cookies so many carbs I uh, so sorry, Kyle. I'll play my own drinking game where every time you pause to click on a different tab, I drink. Great. <laughs> be drunk in five minutes. You at home can't play this drinking game because hopefully I've edited it all out. Oh, it's because I'm doing this in the reverse order than I planned. See, I made a plan mm. and then I didn't follow it because that's mm. how I roll. Gayish. Um, so in in Uganda in 2021, 44 people were arrested. Um, there was a celebration for a gay couple getting engaged at an LGBT shelter in wow. Kampala. And I think we talked about it on the show at the time. But uh, there's a video. And uh, th- uh, while a group of men wait for police to take them away, the person filming the video, presumably one of the officers, says, quote, look at me. Say it. I am the bride. Mm. Um, it was uh, circulated widely on social media before being picked up by media outlets on June 1st and uh, neighbors told the police that there was this party happening and uh, said quote all the men had makeup and some were dressed as females in dresses and wigs anyway 44 people were arrested that was just in 20 in 2021 wow. um, and then if we look at Indonesia this is where like uh, uh, not that anyone here listening needs this reminder but like when you ask for straight pride, why don't we get to celebrate bring, being straight? When has having a wedding gotten you arrested? Like, right. yeah. that's yeah. not a thing that has happened to you. Like, yeah. It, 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 yeah, they are in the process of existing. Yep. And, and are arrested. You're the happiest day of your life. Like, uh, you know, a bride, like, her cake doesn't show up or it's a different color than she planned. And that's the worst thing that's ever the, the like fucking flower bearer. What's the flower, the boy, ring bear or the flower girl. One, you know, um, yeah, sure. you know, like uh, cries there and that be, ruins it. There like, should be a flower bottom and a ring top. <laughs> flower bottom. <laughs> the flower bottom spreads the flowers across the aisle for the gays to walk down yeah. the ring top. <laughs> It's responsible for dom doming the rings <laughs> so that they oh my god gay wedding tradition i fucking love that great can i sorry I you were making a very no i don't care this. about what i was saying <laughs> mike the next time you get married yeah can yeah. i be your flower bottom i mean one of the next few times sure I, all of them <laughs> you can be my flower bottom <gasps> designated flower bottom yeah and i can <laughs> 
we can we can bridge this with the uh uh please fuck me daddy bouquet like i will i will i will bring the flowers that are stated required by the fuck me daddy bouquet and spread them amongst the aisle for for you to walk down this is perfect this is wow okay sorry talk about how people get arrested for just trying to exist and be gay that's you know that's fun too oh god well also in 2021 in ghana um there uh there were 21 people that were arrested by security forces while attending a conference in the southeastern city of ho which come on now (laughs) okay i was gonna say they made a movie about this and it's called ghana girl (laughs) great (laughs) uh cracked me up okay Great. sorry um an online campaign with the hashtag hashtag release the 21 mm-hmm. has gone viral on on twitter or went viral on twitter at, at the time there it was a conference for lgbtqi people and they uh ghana outlaws same-sex relationships and the country's penal code prescribes between three and 25 years in prison for any citizen found to be in a same-sex relationship so when they had uh LGBT plus rights Ghana had this conference. They raided it and arrested the people. I I so respect the they they know that's a risk going into it. Yeah, I I, pre- I presume they they do this knowing what's like what's happening in their in their country and the laws and and what the risks are and they they still show up and that brings media attention to what's happening. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, and. And it, it's both hard to hear about, but important to hear that that it is a tangible. It's not a, a like we talked about with Texas, like it's a tangible thing that happens as a result, and not theoretical risk. And I, I just people are putting their lives, their yeah. livelihood, like are you know that you think about like can you get a job after even if you're released, can you get a job after this? Or now you're are you caught up in the court system that you know can you how long until you can even get out like they just put so much of themselves and their lives on the line by by attending um and it's i i just so respect that and appreciate yeah like people are so fucking brave and i am not and like i just so respect those people yeah absolutely and somebody asked the other night at dinner if if the russians invaded here would i like defend my home with a gun hmm. like people in Ukraine are doing. And uh, I think that like being in a, a, a white privileged American, I've never had to go through anything mm-hmm. horrible mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't know how I would respond. I, I, I just don't know. Like I would hope that I would do the right thing and do the brave thing and do the thing that's going to make life better for everybody else. But I also might just, run i don't know like, i've thought about that too and the idea of going to war as an american is i feel very good about like it matches my own philosophy of like i both don't want to think i'd be a terrible person in war situations because i'm like i'd be like wait do i shoot what do i do like i take so long to process and think about things and i'm bad in within the moment decision and instincts and all that shit i would be like wait who i'd be dead in a second i would that would not be the great person anymore but also like what what we do is like basically imperialism and we're the one we're the invaders in so many countries that i don't feel good about that and i don't feel we're not here defending or i don't know 
most of us are, are like the people who are like not here defending America like Ukraine is. I don't know if I would or could, or if I even think that's the right thing. Like I just am so against violence and war that like, sure. but yeah, but someone's physically, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the violence in the bedroom, Kyle. Um, <clears throat> Invade my ass. Great. <laughs> uh, Indonesia. This was this is a little older. This is in 2017. But Indonesian police uh, arrested 141 men in a raid wow. on what authorities described as a gay prostitution ring <laughs> run from a club in the north of Jakarta and said that they had violated pornography laws. So this is an example of... It isn't illegal to be gay in Indonesia, but they have horrible laws against prostitution and pornography. So just label the gay shit those things right, right, right. and round them up. Yeah, yeah. Their pornography law, uh, uh, offenders can face up to 15 years of jail. And uh, the maximum penalty for just downloading porn is four years in jail or up to a $150,000 fine. That's two billion rupees. God, I would have to be a millionaire just to like every night I'd be like, here's more money. Here's more money. Yeah. Here's more. Sometimes. Yeah, I don't. Five times a day. I got to give over 30 bucks a month for Sean Cody. seems pretty great. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, and then and then I'll wrap up the mass arrest thing by just saying that, like, there are all these countries where we have exported homophobia. A lot of that's because of conservative Christians, evangelicals who go and spread the word about the evil faggots coming to take over your country and yep. then get them to pass these horrific laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to go overseas to find examples of random ass shit happening. So there was a raid in Maryland. In United States of America? In the United States okay. of America. In July of 2021, four men were arrested for breaking sodomy laws. Huh. Wait. This is the right wait, face. Sorry, what year? Ask your question. 2021. Uh, sodomy laws were de declared like off the books in Lawrence v, Lawrence v. Texas in like 2014. 14 I think it was 2005. 2005? Oh, okay. I'm thinking four. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I thought we federally declared those illegal and, and uh, like half the states had to scratch them from their books or whatever. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah. 2005. Here's, here's okay. the thing. And this is important. I'm glad that you pointed this out because you are absolutely correct. The thing is the federal government, when they strike down a law, when the Supreme Court strikes down a law, they don't have the power to change state yeah. law. That doesn't all, take it away from the books of the state all, government. All they can do is say it's unenforceable and you have to let people go once the challenge has been made and it goes to court, right? So so apparently, in some places, including Maryland in Harford County, there are still sodomy laws on the books and cops can still arrest you. Mm -hmm for breaking those laws even yeah. though they are unenforceable yeah um which is why it's like we talk about certain things like the gay panic defense or the trans panic defense that's something that there there is a recent case of that coming up in a murder charge to like try to get reduced charges but it's not something that's widely happening but we talk about removing things from the books and that feels more administrative than but but we celebrate it and it's like Wait, is that some people I think are like, well, but is that even happening? How important is that or whatever? And you're describing a very good reason. Like it is important to to then take the next step of and we've removed this law from our state. Like this now cannot be used 
in a fucked up way in the future. Like that, that, that step is important and it's not just administrative. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. It's like those, um, those states that like finally have actually enacted the bill of rights or whatever, like just because, just because a constitutional amendment is made oh. doesn't mean all of the states have passed them. Like, oh, um, <laughs> Anyway, the Harford County Sheriff's Office raided the Bush River Books and Video Store in Abington on May 20th of 2021. They arrested eight men accused of engaging in sexual acts with other men and one accused of soliciting prostitution from an undercover female deputy. So at least one bi dude in the, involved in this in this little raid. Oh, bi people, we see you. Yeah. You get arrested too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three of the men are facing a charge of perverted sexual practices, and another is facing a charge of perverted sexual practices and a charge of indecent exposure. The others are facing charges of indecent exposure or solicitation of prostitution. The video store lets people rent locked rooms where they can watch adult video content. According to the Hartford County Sheriff's Office, they have received complaints from area residents and other patrons about the store hmm. on uh, so like many sodomy laws the text of this law does not explicitly name gay and bi people heterosexual couples can also engage in oral sex which is prohibited in this law against perverted <laughs> sexual practices um but in practice laws like these are only enforced against people having sex with the same sex yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah interesting enough to there is um it was 2003 lawrence v texas because that's here in this <laughs> article and that said that you can't use appeals to morality to justify laws that ban private activity between consenting adults at issue in these cases uh, and these laws like them, like this one in, in Maryland are about whether this counts as private or not. Uh, and the argument is being made, well, it was a locked door. <laughs> I think that's private. How much more? <laughs> yeah, how much more <laughs> private can you get? Yeah. Anyway, can I? Yeah, you should talk. Okay. <laughs> I was going to talk about Nazis, oh. but like do that's you, fine. No, do you? I mean, you can't just throw out Nazis and I, not then mention it. I can like, throw them out if I want to, Kyle. <laughs> Get out, Nazis! Hey, no. So I, I was just, I was talking about all these like, like everybody rounded up at one moment, yeah, yeah. type stuff. There's also like campaigns, right? Of, of like, hey, go hunt them down. Tanzania had a whole mm. hunt the gays thing. Chechnya had a whole hunt the gays I thing. Mean, Chechnya has a. That, that's something that uh, didn't come up in the in in news there there's a you know uh gay purge in chechnya that we talked about on the documentaries episode the documentary welcome to chechnya welcome to chechnya uh, mm-hmm. that that talks about this and everyone needs to watch but the um i thought you're gonna mention the news the one of the people responsible for that gay purge going on in chechnya got killed in the russian ukraine war good um, riddance to bad rubbish i've i've seen i've i've like seen this news stars show up multiple times haven't like dug in too far in it so hopefully it's it's true but like god if one of the i don't it's weird to say anything good about this but like god if the if some of the people responsible for the gay purge in chechnya die and get killed from this god that's so fucking great like i'm that's yeah yep yep it's okay to celebrate some dead people kyle that's one of them yeah 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 absolutely and then because this is running long i i won't i won't talk about all these but there's there was one there was one in in egypt that went on for a while there was a a bunch of mass arrests over a period of time in azerbaijan it a lot of uh, just there are a lot of campaigns actively hunting out queer people and, and and punishing them and that have resulted in 
shitloads of arrests just yeah. accumulated over time. Yeah. And then I, I legit was just gonna gonna say that um, a, a, around a hundred thousand men were arrested during Nazi Germany, and and some of those ended up dying in concentration camps. That the Holocaust very much also included gay people and that's just one more example of a protracted campaign against our people that was waged by a state yeah. and that's something i think there there are like a few things that you need to repeat and tell people like you know random things prep is a thing uh that you can still be fired for being gay like they're random. i can't donate blood that's... Can't tell, there's like these big major things that people don't realize about being gay and i think this that the fact that LGBT people were targeted in Nazi Germany, not enough people know that. Yeah. And we've talked about it before. And like, I think like that needs to be something that more people understand. Like I will, I will tell people that and they will have no idea or I'll tell my parents that. And they had no idea. Like that is, they do not see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like that, that's a, not only that, but even after people were freed, LGBT people were then put in jail. Like they were continually punished even after they were freed from the the camps. Like uh, yeah, yeah, the war ended and they stayed in jail because it was still illegal. Uh, like, you, you're <laughs> fucking freed from a, this horrific thing and you're still in trouble. Like God, that's uh, yes, I think that is something that people need to know. And and anyway, yeah. I go. I want to talk about. I don't know if this is uh, this counts as a mass arrest, but I will talk about. You know, you you mentioned so many examples, and and here in the U.S. of uh, laws that uh, kind of enable uh, arrests of LGBT people. Um, Excellent. And it is the three article rule is what I'm going to tell you about. Okay. We've talked about this before. I, I think you've mentioned it before a, a couple times. A N and the right. What? <laughs> Segment over. <laughs> We're done. We're done here. Grammar nerds hate this one rule. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, do you, what is the three article rule? Don't know. Yes, you do. I forget. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm sure you've told me about this. Okay. All of, or most of this is based on a history.com article by Hugh Ryan, hot name. Good for you. Uh, in 2019, <laughs> in 2019, he's the author of when Brooklyn was queer, but the three article rule or the three piece law, uh, was that you have to be wearing three articles of clothing of your assigned gender at birth in order to avoid being arrested. <laughs> what? This is fucking stupid. Have, but wait, does that sound familiar now? Or yes. You, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's like the idea of your... And I think we've... Maybe we've said, or, or you sometimes hear the opposite. If you're wearing three articles of clothing of the opposite gender than you were assigned at birth, that you'll be arrested. Like, they're different. But, like, the kind of rule is that you have to be wearing at least uh, three articles of your assigned gender at birth. It just paints this picture of my head of like the most just flamboyant, fantastic, gigantic drag queen, like the biggest hair, the biggest lashes, the biggest nails and like all of the bling. And then like, overalls boots and a flannel shirt like like i've got boxers i've got like <laughs> big non-form-fitting boxers under these that's yes uh oh. do boots count as one or two articles technically i have two <laughs> shoes on officer um okay here's the thing about this which i think you're the one that told me this so it's fun that i get to tell you again and and oh my god this is like what it's talking to me every yeah. day um this is not a law that exists this oh. this idea comes up a lot and people talk about it as if it is a law in the books, but it is not real, huh. uh, or not real in that it is not a something on the books. So this article helps explore why is this, why is this concept around? Why do people think that this is a law 
and people were like arrested and they talk about being arrested because of this law or LGBT people have shared like make sure you know this so that you don't get arrested. Like this is very common uh, through like 60s, 70s, 80s in the US kind of time frame that that this comes up. Yeah. And yeah, so what's actually happening uh, based on this history.com article is that people are using these uh, what's called masquerade laws. So in the 19th century, there was a wave of laws that criminalized cross-dressing and what they were using are masquerade laws, which were actually laws against costumed dress masquerade for masquerade (laughs) (laughs) i love that um i love that for us um new york had one of the oldest as an example new york in 1845 it was a crime to have quote face painted discolored covered or concealed uh or be otherwise disguised while in uh, a road or public highway oh sure Okay. Yeah. Um, drag queens don't do your face while you're given roadhead, I guess. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but originally what this law was intended to do is to punish rural farmers who dress like Native American. This is not funny, but I don't. To, to punish rural farmers who dress like Native Americans to fight off tax collectors. Oh, my God. Sorry. This just makes me think like this is like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't like this is such an odd thing that was like they, they had a law to like. Yeah, it was legal to like like blackface for Native Americans. It was like that was illegal for at least in this case. Yeah. Because it prevented the government from collecting money from them. Like But why would that prevent them from collecting money from them? Because like, they would dr- apparently uh, like the rationale is they people would dress up and scare away the the tax collectors so they couldn't collect the money, so they made it illegal so that they couldn't pretend to be someone else to scare people away. <laughs> so okay. it, like it, like it, there was this weird fucked up. Can you imagine people just like dressing up like a native American to like scare away people and like didn't have to pay their taxes. That's like such a weird work for the village people. <laughs> Fun fact, <laughs> village people never paid taxes. So there are, there are all these laws. These are, these are masquerade laws. These are the original attention of those laws, but these are laws on the books where it, I, it's interesting. I was going to mention the, the current, you know Texas law where you told me last time it was like well they're they're interpreting what's already on the books in order to use that against and but yeah. then you just described all these mass arrests which a lot of these are here's the excuse we'll use yeah. to arrest LGBT people or we may not even know why which you talked about with like you know some laws it's just like queer people get unfairly targeted yep. for any number of whatever reason just generally because they look queer or what you know whatever happens yeah. looking suspicious yeah yep yep exactly exactly Barf. yeah another example um in brooklyn it's more tangible in brooklyn in 1913 mm-hmm. a person this it's interesting this article talked a lot about cross-dressing but like things that when you describe things from history like what ends up like what this really targeted is likely crossdressers, drag queens, trans people. Like you know, there's this big list of now we have different words for all these different. Like they didn't have those in the day, so they weren't know. identities. Like, the, like yeah. yeah. So anyway, what we would now call probably a trans man uh, was arrested for masquerading in men's clothes. The uh, so this is 1913 in Brooklyn. Uh, the magistrate noted that the magistrate law under which this person was arrested. Uh, was intended to uh, criminalize costume dress used as a cover for another crime. So the magistrate was like, 
mm, you can't arrest them for this law. Sure. So the police let him go, rearrested him under the crime of associating with idle and vicious persons and found a new magistrate to try the case. Oh, great. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he was found guilty uh, and uh, faced three years in reformatory. So which is a youth uh, jail like or um, in the day and a judge during the sentencing, even though you're not allowed to be tried like the, the masquerade laws, that's why they had to let him go because th- that couldn't apply. The, like whoever, like this magistrate did the right thing and was like, that's not real. Mm-hmm. The judge said when uh, finding him guilty, quote, no girl would dress in men's clothing unless she is twisted in her moral viewpoint. So it's very, very obvious that the real reason is being trans. Like that's what, that's what he got tried. For. Like that's why he got found guilty. Yeah. You know, we can make up whatever things, but that's, that's what happened. We need to come up with an audible sound effect for the like fake jerking off people do when they're like <laughs> not impressed by something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not a jerking off sound. I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> I'm embarrassed that I did that. Um, yes, we do because there's so many times I want to do. <laughs> you know, like, hey, that's real jerking off. Let's, we need we need something in between that's funny. But okay, so these are the laws that people are using. None of them actually mention a three article rule. These are the art the the. The on-the-books laws that people are using to arrest trans people, cross-dressers, drag queens, etc. Um, so research have not found actually where the three-article rule came from. Mm-hmm. When they when they see it mentioned, it's mostly in memoirs or people looking back on the time period, talking about this was a thing. This is what we had to. But it, it's not actually it's not actually written down. They looked in like even more obscure places like law books and, and procedures or like, like instructions on how to enforce things for cops or, or military laws. Like they're, they, they have not found anywhere that this is actually written down as a law. So the idea is probably it's an informal rule, either created by police to as you know, when you can arrest someone or created by LGBT people on how to avoid being arrested or yeah. more likely it, you know, it's both that, you know, it happens and then someone shares it with each other. And then, you know, so um, it, it's interesting that this is for, for being so commonly known, it is not actually a real law. Um, so that's a, a, at least a misunderstanding, but it doesn't change the effect of, of sure. it. Yeah. I mean, the, the net effect of it is actually scarier that like, it just turns into people arresting queer people. Is this whole thing like we, um, Part of like why Halloween is gay Christmas too, right? Like we we talked about how like because on Halloween all of the cis straight people dress up that made made it okay for us to also like it's there's like this this law this masquerading law we're just gonna we're just like it's fine tonight it's fine okay very interesting you mentioned that because literally my next example is Martin Boyce on Halloween great so no, like no no I, I, or at least uh, this is an odd case so I don't know but hey Kyle hey Mike I'm wrong sometimes yeah but like <laughs> but you're right but you're wrong but uh, I, I guess we have at least one case where sure. this still happened on Halloween and it's very interesting that you mentioned that and that I my next example is this uh Martin Boyce in 1968 on Halloween a cop arrested him because uh, his Oscar Wilde costume was too feminine. Oh, God. <laughs> There's so much about this. Obviously. He would be so proud. <laughs> he would be so proud, one. Obviously, this is all horrifying, but, like, this entire case, this entire situation is fucking hilarious. You're, it's not your, like, I don't know, fucking name some female actress or singer. It was your Oscar Wilde is so feminine that yeah. I'm going to arrest you. 
you. Yeah. Like that's that, that's very good. Yeah, your Ben Franklin wig makes you look like Meryl <laughs> yeah, Streep. Exactly. We can't have that. <laughs> yes. Um. So, Martin Boyce showed him a receipt from the unisex store oh, that he bought God. it from to show it's <laughs> which I'm going to say I'm going to invent that this is the origins of showing the receipt to show someone like I know I look feminine but the store was unisex technically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's fucking hilarious to me um he he showed the receipts it didn't work the the more serious uh horrible thing that that happens is this is uh law was often used as an excuse to assault people um, and not, it was not just the police that people worried about. Um, In this case, there was a gang nearby. So that like, rather than kind of get into this with Martin Boyce, the police officer saw the gang nearby and he said in the article, quote, he's all yours. Oh, fuck. Isn't that a horrifying like that? I mean, it's a good porn setup, but also good. Fuck. That's fucking evil. That's so hot. Okay, sorry. Yes. <laughs> that yes. That I that's horrifying that someone would know that you might be the target of this and just turn you over because again, this is a weird case. In particular, the gang was so amused by his defiance of the police officer, they didn't do anything oh, and they great. let him go. <laughs> so that's like at least we like we got Fuck a win you, out of that. This yes, bitch is funny. yes. But the 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 bigger point is that was a tactic used by police. Anyway, so Martin Boyce, Oscar, femme Oscar Wilde, mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems redundant, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, then participated in Stonewall the following year. And it's I, I think that's always interesting, like, for how often we talk about Stonewall and even kind of bigger historical, I mean, both LGBT and just historical events, I think talking about the attitudes of people are like, you know, people are tired of being arrested or targeted. I think that's fine. But to, like, zoom in on a person and think about, you are one person walking around and on Halloween you get targeted by a cop who then tries to get a gang to fucking beat you yeah. up. You, and yeah. you probably for years or how, and like especially week, the weeks leading up, like you go to a bar and you're arrested or you might be assaulted because someone's trying to check your gender or your, you know, your clothes or whatever. Like you think about being a person and this actually happening to you over and over and over again. Yeah. It's not abstract or conceptual. You can humanize it because here's yes. just a, a person out there being their Oscar wildest. And this happens. Like, <laughs> yes. You know what you can imagine what that might be like because yes. it's an actual dude. Right? Yeah. It, it, the, yeah. Like instead of the general frustration of LGBT people, like if you think of every individual has been targeted time and time again by police and you're just fucking done with it like that helps it's the same thing but that helps explain why you might then be like at stonewall just like fuck this like i i am so fucking over this i this is i don't like you know things that i are you know back to the very beginning of the podcast where i was like i don't like violence it's like you're this we're not existing in this fair world where i get to protest against this and you will then change your behavior like you're just you you have no outlet. You you have can do nothing about this, and just like just fuck this, you yeah, know. Like, yeah. uh, so the last thing I will mention is that there are uh, after Stonewall there was a decrease, not complete gone, but le- there's a decrease in arrest guising like under this kind of the masquerade laws, like the or, or under the three article law. Um, but modern day, there are still things that 
I mean, we talked about examples, but there are still things that uh, people may get arrested for. Uh, one, specifically the masquerade laws were used in 2011, where police used it Jesus. to, where police used uh, it to arrest protesters who wore masks to occupy Wall Street. Okay, sure. So yeah. this idea that like, if you want to arrest people, you can find something on the books to help you do it. Yeah. In this case, it was like, how do we arrest Occupy Wall Street? What, you know, what laws? And we'll find something. Um, uh, different example, but to LGBT, uh, I found, um, I had no idea about this. Uh, LGBT advocates call it uh, walking while trans laws where uh, people use, in New York, for example, the New York State Penal Code has a decades old loitering law that is used to arrest trans people. And you can, it can be talking to someone mm. and mm. and people will use that because you can because this very old lawyer loitering law says that you can be arrested for uh having intention on engaging in what they call prostitution sure. like and uh, what that could that can be li- the potential for engaging in prostitution you you can anything can you could call it that sure, and yeah. say that you're a oh we saw you so I mean this there was an example that they gave in this article of like a woman a trans woman walking with her boyfriend to a club and they were like arrested her because mm. it's like oh like, that's clearly you know loitering or intention to engage in prostitution they're like we're together we're partners we're going to like yeah. and and they can use that as an example so um, apparently that was uh, uh, in February 2021 in New York at least Governor Andrew Cuomo who everything worked out for him and was totally fine yeah. since then no, no new no updates since then but in february last year uh signed legislation to repeal this measure but other states have it and i didn't look up a complete list but the article mentions california arizona ohio georgia new jersey as other states that have laws like this uh, walking while trans and and i think the um the point is there are so many specific examples of people will use the laws to do whatever they want. And, you know, you need both legal advancement and societal advancement to chain, like both of those things have to work in tandem to change the laws, to make it so these things don't happen. And I, I think a lot of people, including younger me had this naive idea that the, the, system is there to help protect people and Mm. and the you know laws are created and then we have a judicial system that will enforce it and do the right thing and if i think that's not not that's lgbt issues that's issues with the black community and people of color like there's so many issues that it's like oh no these entire institutions are just going to enforce things the way that they want them and and you can't rely on something like a court to fix it all. Yeah. Uh, ho- uh, like hopefully it helps having, I mean, having additional points of review is, is helpful, but like that, that doesn't do it. The, the system is not fair. It is not fair and equitable and it does not do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, um, like hiring practices, right? Like you can't, you can't discriminate against somebody on the basis of any of the protected classes, but then really all that means is you have to say a reason that's okay. You have to right. buy, yeah, you have it's to write down a different reason. Yeah, yeah, it's not because you're black. It's because, like, I don't know. I, yeah. I didn't like your answer about yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So fucking stupid. Yeah. But, yeah, how do you combat that, right? Like, I, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is, like, how do you make it better, right? 
because I, I think that these sort of loopholes will always exist. Yeah, it's impossible to create such a clearly defined law that you can never use. And also, you didn't, you wouldn't want to because we as a society advance in our knowledge and education, and we learn shit that like. People are still using the fucking constitution to be like, no, yeah. the founders didn't want this. And it's like, so fucking what? Jesus, yeah. are you serious? That's why you think that that's that's what informs your modern day opinion? They were all syphilis ridden slaveholders. Like, why yeah, do we, why like, we like, give a fuck about yeah, them? What, they, what was their opinion? That, what would Ben Franklin say? Like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, you need a combination of the legal and the societal. And I feel like there's a third arm that I like, I don't know. The, yeah. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Have you ever been arrested? I have not. Have do you, you? Do you want to be? It depends <laughs> on who by. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I've never been arrested. So I don't have any personal, interesting personal stories to add to this. Yeah, I've not either. Oh. I've been there when someone has been. but Oh, like, really? You know, you know. For what? Why? Um, like um, once was at a party. Where the fuck was I? Yeah, I was I was at a I was like at a at a house party, but like a big house party. It was like forty people, and the cops showed up, showed up and took somebody away. Um, I think it was because they had weed. Mm. It was in college. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, I mean, when you think back on it, I can think of so many moments. This is like where learning about using laws as a pretense to to arrest people. Like, I've been pulled over for speeding. You know, twenty over the speed limit. I had a cop not do anything about it but like in college me and a few friends were just like walking around in public with open containers just drinking and two of my friends ran away and i stood there and just like tossed out my like drink and he talks us and like i've had someone come to my at the time boyfriend's place to like the the music was too loud and he ended up getting like a, a ticket like there's so many moments that if i were black probably would have gone very differently sure and i'm very lucky that i present in a like in white dude like non-threatening like yeah in a way non-threatening that is shitty but i mean like a cop will not interpret will see my whiteness interpreted as just like oh a college kid's messing around but where anyone else they'd be like oh i'm they could have like uh yes i'm very i there are many times that could have gone badly and you know part yeah. of my white privilege is not having any of those turn into arrests or anything worse yeah yeah absolutely I think it means just we need to try harder. At what? Getting arrested. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. All right. I want to talk to you about a very specific arrest of Ooh. a woman named Kate Scotto. S-C-O-T-T-O-W. I was wondering. Yeah. Um. So she was arrested in the UK for... The UK? For, quote, persistently making use of a public communications network to cause annoyance or inconvenience and anxiety. So, boy, so many Redditors could be arrested under that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 Stephanie Hayden is a trans woman who this Kate person, Kate Scotto, became obsessed with and just harassed the shit out of her on social media, Twitter especially called her a racist, a pig in a wig. So Stephanie, the victim here, said at the trial, quote, there were a number of tweets which were not only targeting me, they were targeting other people who were either transgender or who were perceived to be supportive of transgender people. Hmm. 
When I observed the tweets that the defendant was referring to me in, the defendant was referring to me with male pronouns, he slash him. This is the problem with these people. This is just done to annoy people like me. It is calculated to violate, in my case, my dignity as a woman. It is basically calculated to, excuse my language, madam, piss us off. It is unnecessary, and it is just harassment. So she actually, under UK law, which I don't understand the nuances here, so I apologize if I fuck up the British law talking, but uh, she was able to get a restraining order against her to stop harassing her. Mm. The harassment included, like, she she created multiple Twitter accounts to send anti-trans messages from... Just was just out of, out of control and uh, got a restraining order and then kept going anyway. And then she was arrested. Mm. This arrest, it's really interesting to me that anti-trans communities have latched onto her as this martyr savior character. The arrest was indeed made in front of her two children. So like the, the anti-trans dirtbag shit face assholes are like she was just speaking her mind and they came and they arrested her in front of her children yeah and yeah as if like as if she's the victim in this situation like where you're like actively harassing someone and suddenly like you get punishment and it's it's the fault of trans people now yeah yeah instead of you the person doing the shitty thing taken to its illogical conclusion it would be like murder all the people that you want to and just make sure your kids are around when they come for you because they shouldn't they shouldn't take you in front of your kids yeah it doesn't matter what you've done yeah anyway um maybe those kids will grow up and learn a fucking thing about respecting trans people because otherwise your fucking mom's gonna get taken away because she's a shitty person yep 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 um so in the trial Scotto was given a two-year conditional discharge, ordered to pay a thousand pounds in prosecution costs, and a twenty-one-pound victim surcharge. Which I don't know what that means, but and and uh, there were there were protesters that were that were had anti-trans banners that were outside the court during Shit. the hearing. And um, anyway, after 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 the trial, the the victim here, Stephanie Hayden, released a statement saying, "Quote: Today there are no winners." While I'm satisfied with the outcome of the criminal prosecution, the fact remains that it should not have been necessary to ever complain to the police in the first place. Abusing and smearing trans people online must stop. The media-led obsession and campaign of hate is encouraging people like Catherine Scotto to think they can target transgender people online with impunity. Today's verdict demonstrates that such conduct has consequences that are potentially life-changing. I now wish to move on. With this in mind, I wish Mrs. Scotto all the best for the future and hope that she will learn from this experience. And then, Mm. uh, December of 2020, uh, there was an appeal, and it was overturned. She's (gasps) she's getting away with it. Um, So she was initially found guilty, and, um, but then, um, she tweeted, on December 10th, 2020, at Kate underscore Scotto 80. Today was my appeal. I no longer have a conviction. Comments will be released later this month or early next year, but I'm free. And uh, again, the nuances of what's going on here, I don't quite understand. But basically, it ultimately comes down to like freedom of speech stuff that like you you should be able to, in a, in a, in a public forum, 
say whatever the fuck you want to. And it's interesting. UK, because they're far older than us, for them, it's the 98th Amendment. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was our first, but for them, it came so late in time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stephanie said, I quote, I cannot comment further as I have no idea why the conviction was quashed. Hmm. Once reasons are available, I will comment further. There have been three judgments in the high court within the last nine days that have trodden over trans people. Healthcare has been fettered, and now the court appears to have given the green light for doxing and abusing trans people online. While I'm disappointed with the high court's decision, I nevertheless congratulate Mrs. Scotto and wish both her family and her best wishes. Time now to draw a line. Hmm. And uh, apparently Kate Scotto said, quote, I won't be kinder in the future. <laughs> and uh, in anyway, anyway... So it's interesting to me that this this idea of being arrested for your behavior online mm. and then the whole thing about like arrested in front of your shitty kids yeah, yeah. Um, that I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it because I'm definitely in that like I think it was Voltaire thing about like I'll defend your right to say any old crazy fucking thing you want to. That's exactly what he said. That's like yeah, that's yep, a, yep, that's yep. A verbatim. <laughs> um, and words have consequences, and those consequences can be devastating. And especially in a world where, like, we have the the, the social media is everywhere and it's everything. And it like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the right answer is, Kyle. Except to like somehow make people nicer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. Uh, the internet is real life. Like people, I don't, I don't know why it, it, I, I think that's something that we now understand, but initially it was like, Oh, you're, you can be anonymous. And it's not like, you can just not be there. Like the internet is life. You, you are a person walking down the street or on Twitter. Like that is you as a person. And if you follow some behind someone walking on the sidewalk and keep yelling shit at them, that's not right. That's illegal that's harassment that sucks that you're being unfairly targeted. And especially if you're targeted for being trans, like that's a hate crime mm -hmm. and the internet is no different. Like to actively find someone and because of their transness, go out of your way to, you can make your life miserable through the internet. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change like to have to, for someone to have to not, I don't, I don't know what her reaction was, but like if someone has to not be on the internet because they might be harassed all the time. Like that's unfair and that fucking sucks. That's like I to be arrested in front of your kids. I don't know. Maybe we can have a conversation about what's the best way to get arrested and how, how should people do that and <laughs> handle that? But I don't have any sympathy like that. I don't that conversation that we can have about how to be arrested correctly is like so, so much smaller than the bigger issue of trans people are being targeted and yeah, yeah. harassed you know like yep. i i think all of it is important i would love to especially be knowing that people get arrested for very unfair reasons i think it, it's helpful to know what's the right way to arrest someone and think about uh, the human the people around them their kids whatever i think that's a useful conversation but that doesn't that that you need to separate that from you were arrested because you're shitty and yeah. you suck and you're wrong <laughs> and you did it you're you just you're a dumb shit and yeah. that's i don't care like i don't care for in this case i don't care yeah. yeah 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 can i tell you about another arrest yeah let's do it this one you may know the person i'm talking about oh his name 
is George Michael. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know him personally. Yeah, you... Well, not anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean... Yes. He, yeah, okay. <laughs> George Michael. Yes. Famed singer. Yep. And gay. Yep. <laughs> George Michael. Yep. Uh, do, do you know what he was... What's your... What do you remember about his arrest? Um, That video is hilarious. There's a video of him getting arrested? No. Oh. But after he got arrested, he did a music video, I forget for which song, in which uh, he goes to urinals and they like spin around in the wall and are suddenly gold and there's like a disco ball in there mm-hmm. and he's like wearing a cop outfit or something like there's that's i'll have to find it and see mm-hmm. it again because it's been a long time since i saw it but like but yeah it was a it was a, a public solicitation i think was the was the thing he whipped his dick out in a public bathroom or yeah yeah he was arrested in 1998 mm-hmm. he was 34 at the time in a public restroom uh, it was at the Will Rogers Memorial Park across from the Beverly Hills Hotel where he was staying Great. for performing a lewd act on a police officer. Great. Um, so, yeah, he was caught by a uh, police. Oh, I wrote sweet. A police sweet. Uh-huh. <laughs> police sweep, presumably. Uh-huh. A sweet police sweep by the supposed crime suppression unit. The uh, I read this article, a 1998 article that was online by that included some quotes from Beverly Hills officer Ed Creens that an undercover officer, officer, quote, went into the restroom area and did observe Michael engaged in a lewd act. He was by himself. The officer observed the act and arrested Michael. Mm, did okay. you notice a contradiction in that statement? Yeah. <laughs> to be by yourself and be observed is... Yes, it's like a, it's like a, well, and exposing I your it, dick in a box. Like, did he expose it or not? It's yeah, Schrodinger's dick. Schrodinger's like, dick. I, yeah, <laughs> Justin Timberlake, dick in a box. If you close the box, uh-huh. is your dick in the box? That's Schrodinger's dick. Yeah. Well, I thought you said performed a lewd act on the police officer, which then I was like, there's a beat to sign up for. The uh. It's interesting, like, there's, like, a bunch of different ways it said, like, yeah, for performing a lewd act on a police officer uh, is one of the ways I said it. In this 1998 article, they say that an officer <laughs> observed a lewd act. He was by himself blowing a guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, still in this 98 article, uh, this officer refused to say whether the star exposed himself but the officer stated that, quote, he was aware he was being observed. We believe that Michael knew there was another individual who had walked into the bathroom and uh, was aware of his presence. Mm, okay. So, like, it, there's this really weird way that, like, what they're trying to get at is, like, what did he do? What did the police officer see? And how far did this police officer go with yeah. with him yeah. before you get arrested? Like, yeah, is, like, it, which is very weird. So, Based on what I've like seen of um, George Michael, I can't stop thinking of Arrested Development. Um, uh, George Michael um, and what he said about this, it's well, I'll, I'll just read you some of the um, his quotes, and they're from a variety of times, like both immediately after and more current and whatever. In an MTV interview, Michael said, quote, I got followed into the restroom, and then this cop, I didn't know it was, it was a cop, obviously, he started playing this game, which I think is called I'll Show You Mine, You Show Me Yours, and then when you show me yours, I'm going to nick you. Yeah, he also said, "quote If someone wave, if someone's waving their genitalia at you, you don't automatically assume that they're an officer of the law." I've never been able to turn down a free meal. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, George Michael. Um, so it seems that some officer, like he was doing this kind of restroom game that 
gay people had to do yeah. because sex is illegal. Like what you're doing is illegal. Being gay is illegal. Sex is illegal. So you like, and some officer, it seems like according to George Michael, like showed his dick too. That's yeah. what it seems like. They both show their dicks and the officer like left. And then when George Michael got like, he like thought it was weird, left the bathroom, got into his car and then was arrested. Yeah. 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 And it's so funny just, uh, you know, knowing that happened, like then going back to the quotes by the officer who's saying this in 98, trying to like not be like the officer pulled his dick out and, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, like yeah. it's just so weird. Like uh, anyway, how many um, lines of coke do you get to do before you have to arrest the dealer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Prove you're not a cop. Do this heroin. You're like, <laughs> what? yeah, it's like that. Okay. Um, so the, the sadder part of this is he said, uh, more things kind of like why this happened, what was go- what was going on for him in this time. Um, he said hiding his sexuality made him feel fraudulent and his arrest was a, quote, subconsciously deliberate act. Yeah. Which I feel like we can all understand like a little bit. Just want someone to find this out so we don't have to like I don't want to have to do this. Like if someone just found this out and then like I'd be out like. Yeah. I can very much understand the subconsciously deliberate act, especially when you're reflecting later on a thing. Yeah, absolutely. His, so it, five years before this arrest in 1983, his first love in uh, Selmo uh, Philippa uh, died from AIDS. Four years later, his mom died of breast cancer. And uh, George Michael said, from the point when Anselmo, uh, sorry, I probably fucked that up. Anselmo got sick, I felt out of control. There were also family problems too hurtful to talk about, but I was snowed under with things I couldn't do anything about. He said about his arrest, it was a desperate attempt to make the trauma in my life about me so he could control the outcome. Um, He said, I gave myself this six month distraction from every day being about missing my mother for six months. I had to work hard to fight for my career. So after the arrest mm-hmm. uh, for six months, I had to work hard to fight for my career. But once that was done, there was nothing to stop what came after it, which was just total depression. But as subconscious plans go, it was pretty successful. <laughs> like I, I can, I can very much see this being this, the, the idea that, trying to take control of the trauma that's happening to you. So you have control of the outcome. I can very much understand that. Like these things external to you, you're the love of your life. And then your mom die, you know, yeah. one of which is with AIDS, which, so the added complication of like fucking no one cares. And it's about this thing you can't even talk about. Cause he's not out yet. Like, yeah. Try, yeah. Turning this trauma into just something that you can, grab like instead of this I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's weird when you're talking about dicks but anyway um so uh, the last quote i will say is um he has said quote i don't feel any shame i feel stupid and i feel reckless and weak for having allowed my sexuality to be exposed this way but i don't feel any shame whatsoever and neither do i think i should yeah which I, that's a great I wish more of us could get to that place where it's like, okay, the outlet I used to either come out or the thing I did that was a result of all this shitty stuff I went through, like I I maybe don't support that, but that doesn't change that. I don't feel shame for it or who I am. And yeah. Uh, So that's, that's George Michael's arrest. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
such a different time. Like the late nineties were like a, a way different time. And, and it's so like, this is why where it's like so interesting to see like an officer talk about this in 98 to be like, how the fuck did we even talk about? And probably at the time, like what, what would you see on the news? George Michael exposes himself in a bathroom like that. You see like anyone would just be like, ew, gross. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, you can very easily see how this of uh, without any of the context, the true fact that he probably exposed his dick to a police officer that seems bad. I don't want that in a public bathroom. Right. I don't want that in in a public bathroom in a park. Like, you can very easily turn this into yeah, yeah. That th- 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 it can very easily say confirm that gays are gross and yep. gays are perverts and gays are child molesters and get like it's very easy for for that narrative to happen and avoid any of the background or anything going on underneath that is very reasonable and understandable for what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So in the Patreon segment, come. Yeah. I'm going to talk about a cold case. I know this is not a true crime podcast, but we're going to make dun, it a dun. true crime podcast Ooh. for one Patreon segment. That's exciting. So do you, do you, uh, is there any tidbit about what the case is about or anything that you want to tease? So people have to sign up for Patreon to hear more about it. Um, It's 1988. And a man is found dead at the bottom of a cliff. <gasps> Find out what part of that was gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. oh, right. The cliff is a dude named Cliff. <laughs> he was found with a bottom named Cliff. Okay. I'm excited to hear more about Cliff's bottom. Great. Okay. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. What's up? We're back. <laughs> We're going to do our gayest and straightest, but first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on so much social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at gayishpodcast, and check out our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash gayishpodcast, or our Discord uh, for, you know, hanging out skis. Yeah. And we're on Spaces? We're on Spaces. The new Hornet app Spaces. You have to look for like LGBT Spaces or Hornet Spaces. Um, we just started. We don't know like kind of where that's going, but it's like a gay specific. Like there's so much shitty. We know that social media is like super shitty for <laughs> LGBT people. So like, I don't know. This is a, a social like thing created for LGBT people. So small right now. Not not sure how we're going to use it. But yeah, if you want to join there on Spaces, download that and and find me there. We're putting the whore in Hornet. Mm-hmm. And uh and I'm uh, sure we made that joke back when we first anyway. I'm not on, I'm not on well, it cuz I cuz I don't have an iPhone. So It's iPhone only for right now. If you want an opportunity to talk shit it. about me to Kyle, then, Ooh, like, you should, that's your outlet. Ooh, interesting. Our okay. hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855gayish. That's 585-542-9474 standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 198 to Seattle, Washington, 98109, and we got some stuff, Kyle. <gasps> we just got a letter. We, <laughs> several weeks ago, got a letter. Here, you can open that. Okay. Wow. Wait, is this how it came, this styrofoam thing? Yes. For those with video on uh, Patreon, we post uh, package openings on uh, on Patreon, so, wow. Aw. What? This has got to be for you. Travel-sized emergency pack size for your lunchbox or other convenient oh places, but probs not in a jock strap unless you're into that. No shame. Happy Valentine's Day from Anonymous. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. How long do pack? 
little packages of Nutella last? I don't know. Probably how... a long time. This this theme Nutella seems like something that I like, think it never goes bad. I yeah, I, that seems like one of those things like. Put in your bomb shelter because it it'll be fine. Also, this shows how far behind we are. It's fucking Valentine's Day shit. We have not opened shit in a little bit. Okay, we got this mug. This is a uh, rainbow kettlebells, which I assume is is for you just because you <laughs> you actually work out. But uh, little rainbow kettlebells along the. It's adorable. That's- Super cute. This one says gifts for women. <laughs> Made in China. That's for me. That'll be for me, please. Oh, yeah, this was for you. <gasps> what is this? It says, I love fucking you. Oops, I mean, I fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> the gayest is... ass mug. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this one. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, one more time. Rate, review, subscribe, and recommend everybody. It absolutely helps us out. It helps us out a ton, ton, ton. And uh, we have three live shows coming up um, March 26th in Boise, Idaho, April 3rd in Portland, Oregon, April 10th in Seattle, Washington. Please check out gayishpodcast.com slash live. For our Pacific Northwest tour. For our Pacific Northwest tour. Let's do our gayest straightest, Kyle. You, okay, you go, you go. Oh, I go okay, first. I'll go first. No, okay. No. No? I'll yes. go first. Great. <laughs> Uh, the gayest thing about me this week is uh, I've recognized now uh, I, I've, I've been I've been seeing a guy and um, mm-hmm. uh, like every time we go out for a meal, our order is so complicated. Like <laughs> I I want the I want the this thing, but it, could you make it with egg whites, please? And Keto. leave out leave out the leave out the potatoes. And can you substitute a salad? Mm-hmm. And like and and he's got his own like whole thing going of like complicated not keto but still like not normal mm-hmm. like it just it just it's just it's a lot we're a lot being- like poor servers when they have to come to our table it's a lot yeah being uh, particular <laughs> being finicky these are all very very common gay stereotypes. The yeah. straightest thing about me this week was last night I went out with a couple of fraternity brothers who are in town who work mm. for our headquarters. And it was to a Chinese restaurant because um, one of the one of the fraternity brothers that I was with is, is half Chinese. And it's his family. So I met his whole family. Oh. And that include his, like, very old-looking grandmother. <clears throat> like, she was old. <laughs> and she was, like harassing him about like when are you going to go to school or like when are you going to get a real job or like oh, all of this stuff so I like butched it up I did not want this old lady finding out that I was gay because yeah. she was the type of like old Chinese grandmother that was going to get in my face about it you know what I yeah, mean yeah, yeah. so I just like do you know is he how is he out to the oh wait he's straight there. oh ew yeah. okay <laughs> but like yeah yeah you don't know how someone's going to react yeah 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 anyway I just yeah I butched it up real quick for Mima or whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> Mima, yeah. <laughs> um, my gayest, I'm gonna do my lesbianist is uh going to Home Depot with you. Oh. I uh you and I went to Home Depot, you were helping me with shit, so we went to Home Depot and and uh had to pick up some stuff for a home project. So yeah. that's my lesbianist. Okay. My uh straightest my supportive supportive straight housewife moment is you actually doing the work and me like I can pick up this light. I can hold this item. Like I, yeah. I had nothing to contribute <laughs> to the actual process of like fixture replacing that you did, mm-hmm. but I tried to be supportive. Yep. <laughs> so yep. it's my lesbianist and straightest womanish. I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. I wanted to wait until we were on the air. Oh, great. 
I got a little bit uh, like low key electrocuted yesterday. Yeah, and I wanted to know what did it look like. Like, was it clear? That, like, <laughs> did I like spin around or anything? No, no, no. Your hair didn't stand up or like <laughs> bummer. There wasn't like lines around you like in a cartoon. No, you just pulled your hand back real quick and and like yelled. Okay, <laughs> and and that was that was the end of it. It was real fun. It was real exciting. Sure, let's call it that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a listener's gay straightest. Yeah, from Discord. Yeah, from Discord. Because I said, "Hey, gay emergency. We need a gay straightest <laughs> for this week's episode right now." Any takers? Noah Fox Eight said, "Yes, okay, I got you. Let me reflect on my weekend." <laughs> straightest getting into a fight with my housemates because I let the fraternity hire female strippers in our living room and failed to accurately communicate this to the housemates. <laughs> Gayest flip fucking my fraternity big bro who I've been secretly crushing on since my freshman year, then holding an emergency Sunday brunch meeting with all the girls and the gay to tell them oh my god i'm so proud of you that's so, so, so hot <laughs> i'm so excited uh steve, steve oh. d said straightest playing a macho paladin in D D. gayest he is a paladin bard of the goddess of music and i sing an appropriate song lyric for all his attacks <laughs> Ooh, there's, see, oh, you're, this is you're just reading all of them. And, well, there's only four. Streaks. Straightest. Getting tired of cutting my tough steaks of putting the whole piece in my mouth and chewing it aggressively. <laughs> Gayest. Getting a glitter ash cross for Ash Wednesday while wearing a jock strap. <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, it's, it's Ass Wednesday, in, yeah. indeed. And Noah Fox 8 says, an update on the situation <gasps> with my big. He told me he's always wondered if I would be down to mess around, but never made a move because he didn't know if I was in bad, if it was in bad taste. Praying he comes back into town again before he moves to Oregon. God, getting fucked by your fraternity brother is like <laughs> ultimate fantasy. I, I'm so angry at you and, and so turned on. And Mike, I just imagine your, this is your life and I don't want you to correct me and, or Fine. tell me otherwise. Great. Fine. Thank you to to all the queers that have been arrested over the sure, years in yeah. support of our rights, our cause. You know, the things that we talked about in this episode only happen because people protested or or not even protested, sometimes just existed in in their queerness and, and got arrested. So thank yeah. you to everyone who got arrested and George Michael. Including for, George Michael for, for pulling out his dick. For giving me faith. Um, <laughs> um, and... Thank you to our super gappers who have metaphorically pulled out their dick <laughs> in the form of cast <laughs> exposed to... I don't know. I have no... Okay. Uh, thank you to Josh Copeland, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, Fabulous Anonymous, James Barrow, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Frail, James Pugh, Kevin Henderson, Tipsy McStumbles, Donald Linsky, Thomas B., Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Catch, Torian Jerome, New York, and Cian and Javi. That is it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Catchatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Handcuff me, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh, God. Is that a baton, Mr. Cop? <laughs> Michael Johnson, we're a professional podcast. Turn off your phone. Kyle, there's a monthly gayish business meeting in 15 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) Is there? That's that's what my phone I didn't know that. That's what my phone You're. That's not on the calendar. I didn't put that on the calendar, so you might have a different calendar going on there. All right. Well. (laughs) We're going to interrupt this episode in the middle (laughs) and do on the show our business. Okay.